All right, thanks for being with me. Hello. Um, hi, Dory. All right, so um, <clears throat> I got to organize my notes here. I just I just listened to uh, I interviewed Peter Jacob a few a couple weeks ago. Peter Jacob is running for the seventh congressional district in New Jersey, which is just an hour north of me. I'm actually doing a phone bank for him on Sunday, so come on over. Um, so we were fellow delegates at the 2016 Democratic National Convention. Uh, we were both Bernie delegates, and Peterson is running for Congress for the second time right now um, in the seventh district. He's endorsed by Justice Democrats, Our Revolution, brand new Congress, and in 2016, in his first um, run, he got 43% of the vote. Um, one of my questions to Peter during this podcast was, what are your sources of truth? And one of the things that he told me was a podcast called The Best of the Left. So I just listened to my first episode of The Best of the Left a few hours ago. And almost all of it was awesome. Almost all of it was very good. Um, except for this one segment, which was horrible. And it really made me upset. Um, it was about the federal job guarantee versus UBI. And I just wrote an article about that very thing, comparing the two. And I did a radio interview about that, about the article. Um, so this one segment, they, they play segments of all these other podcasts. It's like a compilation, uh, you know, of other progressive podcasts. So they paid all these segments and they were great. There was very good, insightful, and interesting. Except for these two segments from this one podcast. And they um, really, really do not like the federal job guarantee. And most progressives that I know and the economists that I study uh, clearly think the federal job guarantee is the way to go. I believe that as well. That's what my article says. Um, but these two segments really, really do not like the federal job guarantee, which is fine. I don't have a problem with disagreement. There's nothing wrong with disagreement. But what they said really made me upset. It didn't feel genuine to me. Um, if there was something really wrong with what they were saying. And so it really upset me. And I started writing a lot of notes. And I ended up, at the end of the podcast, they said, if you want to leave a message, call this number. So I decided to leave a message. Um, I was writing down quotes of what they were saying in these two segments. Um, and, you know, just took a while to get my thoughts together. And I just left my, just left the message. I just left it. And I want to tell you about it. I'd like to just, you know, do the message for you as well. Um, but first I wanted to share some of the things that were said by this particular podcast. It's called The Weeds by Vox. I've never heard of it before. And they really, really do not like a federal job guarantee at all. And they were saying very snarky you know, jokey things about it, making fun of it. Um, so let me give you some of the quotes uh, that I heard them say. Um, quote, the people that are not working, they are not working for a reason. As if everybody who's involuntary un involuntarily unemployed, there's a reason that they're not working, like there's something wrong with them. Quote, the federal job guarantee hand waves away all of the details by punting, by punting the decision to state and local government. Quote, state and local governments don't know how to solve unsolvable problems. So 
The federal job guarantee by design is federally funded, locally administered, because you can't know what each community wants and what each community finds valuable, what, what each community would define as uh, for the good of the community. So of course, by definition, it has to be locally administered. You can't dictate this to every municipality in the United States. That doesn't make sense. You can give certainly many different examples, and there are many different examples. Um, you know, cleaning parks, um, refreshing, uh, uh, fixing up school buildings, you know, painting and assisting teachers and assisting uh, coaches and, and, and uh, hospice workers. And there's just an, an recording interviews with the elderly, uh, you know, verbal histories, reading books to people reading books to children. I mean, there's infinite number of things that you can do that are not profitable, but are for the greater good, but are for the good of the community. So, you know, how can you define that at the federal level? But what they say is that it hand waves all of the decision-making, it outsources all of the decision-making to the local governments. It has to. It has to. Um, and also to say that the, to solve, that the local governments can't solve unsolvable problems, as if the, the, the problem of involuntary unemployment is unsolvable? It, that, I just, it's really hard for me to even understand how you could write people off that way and write the problem off that way. Then they say, imagine what the governor of Mississippi would do if he could get a job guarantee slush fund. So now, okay, so some people might be corrupt, corrupt try to corrupt the system. So what, we don't try the whole system because some people might try and take advantage of it? No, you put in safety, you put in safety measures into the, into the policy, you check up on people, you do the best you can, but you don't kill the entire system because some might try and take advantage of it, or some might do it in bad faith. Uh, quote, if you're saying the way I'm going to work out these details is by not working them out and outsourcing the thinking, you're going to get what you get. Oh, outsourcing the thinking to local elected officials, you're going to get what you get. So again, they are criticizing the fact that it's not designed entirely at the federal level when that's impossible to do. And so therefore they say, oh, if you're not going to think through those details, then you're not going to get a good program. Okay, I'm going to skip the quotes that I put into my messages um, and read the rest of them. So uh, one more, one more big one. Okay. To the extent that jobs are a source of meaning in people's lives, which clearly they are for some people, but not for other people, if the way your job guarantee works is if a person who doesn't have a job can go into the job guarantee office and they are assigned to a semi-meaningless a semi task, in the job guarantee department and you have a little name tag that says something like quote the Illinois Department of Guaranteed Jobs then such as like you're cleaning city parks something that's useful but that society clearly can do without that job is clearly going to be in the category of the kind of job that doesn't give people a sense of meaning and identity because it's going to be the job that, the job equivalent of a SNAP card, which I think is a food, like a food stamps card. Uh, 
Um, although people will appreciate the money that will come with a job guarantee job, you would still be marked out, uh, singled out as a person on the job guarantee and the jobs would have to be pretty basic, relatively basic and relatively low skilled. So who is to judge that cleaning a park is unsatisfying work? What, how, who is the judge to say that? Who is the judge to say that someone may be in retirement or just wants something more relaxing, maybe temporarily, that a job cleaning a park would not be a satisfying job in some way? How is, how is he the judge of what, how is he the person who gets to define what is satisfying and what is not satisfying? And you can't think creatively enough to not put a name tag on a person to mark them and to single them out in that way for us being ostracized, being, you know, uh, made fun of in that way. There's no way to get around that at all. Um, it is just dripping with, with cynicism. Um, and it's just, it's disgusting. I can't even put my finger on it. There is something just really wrong with it. So the only things I can think of is that they're good faith actors who are really, really fundamentally misunderstanding the federal job guarantee, or maybe they're bad faith actors who are paid to misunderstand the federal job guarantee. I don't know. I don't care. Um, but, you know, there's one thing to disagree, but there's another thing to use these disingenuous arguments that are so easily debunked. And, but I don't have a problem with the people who are making these criticisms. You know, they're doing their job, they're being sincere, whatever it is. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But I can't believe that I heard these segments side by side on a podcast called The Best of the Left as if they are just as valid points of view, just as valid information as all the rest. Okay, so I left an angry phone message with this, um, with this podcast. Um, so I, uh, I'm going to just share what I left. I need to organize my notes because I was just talking to you about it. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do the phone message that I just left with this podcast. So give me a moment. Let me organize my notes again, make sure they're in the right order, and then I'll do this for you. Um, I think that's that. Okay, I think I got it. All right, so I'm just going to leave this message again. Uh, do it. I'm going to do it again as if I'm leaving the message. Um, I left this on their phone line at the end of the podcast. They said if you have a comment, then leave it on this message. They said two minutes. There ain't no way this is two minutes. I don't know how long it is, but it's surely not two minutes. But I don't care. I needed to say it. Um, so here we go. Okay. Hi, my name is Jeff Epstein, and I'm a student of modern monetary theory, and I'm a student of the Federal Job Guarantee and UBI. I've written some articles about MMT. I just wrote an article comparing the Federal Job Guarantee to UBI, and I did a radio interview on that article. Um, I also have a podcast called People Conversations by Citizens Media TV. Two weeks ago, I interviewed my friend, uh, Peter Jacob. Peter and I were both fellow Bernie delegates at the uh, 2016 DNC, and Peter is running for Congress for the second time in New Jersey's 7th Congressional District. In 2016, he got 43% of the vote. 
and I think both times, but he is endorsed by the Justice Democrats, by our revolution, and by a brand new Congress. One of my questions to Peter was, please tell me your sources of truth. For me, it's the Young Turks and Jimmy Dore, and for him, it's the Young Turks and Jimmy Dore and some others. And he also said, one of them was, your podcast, The Best of the Left. So I listened to my first episode of The Best of the Left, and the episode that I chose, I think your most recent one, is The Federal Job Guarantee versus UBI. And almost all of it was great. Almost all of it. I heard Stephanie Kelton, Pavlina Treneva, and these are two of the most prominent MMT voices out there that I really look up to, and I have a lot to learn from. And most of the podcasts, almost all of it, was interesting and insightful, and I agreed with almost all of it. Except for the segments about the pod, from the podcast, The Weeds by Vox. They think the federal job guarantee is really, really bad. And I don't have a problem with them thinking it's bad. I don't have a problem with them, with disagreeing with them. That's fine. But something about their criticisms made me really upset because so many of them are so easily refuted. So the only thing I can think of is that they are either good faith actors who genuinely misunderstand fundamentally what the federal job guarantee is. Or maybe they're bad faith actors who are paid to misunderstand the federal job guarantee. I don't know and I don't care because they're allowed to disagree. They're allowed to smear the federal job guarantee if that's what they're doing. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. My problem is not their points of view. My problem is hearing these views what I consider disingenuous views on a podcast called The Best of the Left, side by side with Stephanie Kelton and Pavlina Cherneva and all of these wonderful segments and these wonderful people, as if these segments from the Weeds by Vox, as if they are just as valid information. I have a lot of problems with what they said, but I'm just going to stick to a few right now. I'm going to read three of them and I'm going to tell you why they bother me. So quote number one, quote, the federal job guarantee sounds very exciting and big and this huge program that does appeal to some of the poll, some kinds of polling, but there are other roads to accomplishing similar things that might work a little better, but sound a lot less sexy policy wise. And then they compare this to so that comparison, and then they take the comparison to healthcare. So, quote, such as all payer rate setting, which is private uh, control, price, con price control for the private insurance industry, medical insurance industry, which they compare to uh, uh, all payer rate setting, which is, sounds very boring, and comparing that to single payer universal healthcare, which sounds big and exciting and disruptive. So, these, I, as a student of economy, economics, and these incredible economists, Stephanie Kelton, Pavlina Cherneva, Fidel Kaboob, Randy Ray, Warren Mosler, Bill Mitchell, pretty sure all of these, believe that the federal job guarantee is the best and most elegant solution to solving involuntary unemployment. But according to these people, on the weeds by Vox, all of, 
they don't want the federal job guarantee because it's the best and most elegant solution. They want it for the shallow and selfish reasons that it's a big and exciting and disruptive and sexy solution. And I think that's pretty disgusting to write them off that simply and that, that uh, shallowly. Okay, quote number two. Quote, I don't know if people want to send their children to a child care center of last resort, knowing that this person has a guaranteed job at some level. Someone responds, quote, is a child care center of last resort also a job care center for ex-cons? And then they all laugh. They all laugh. Response, quote, I've been touring child care facilities lately. I don't think I would go to that one. And then a related, uh, a related quote. Quote, if I took a, an employer of last resort job in some green core, and on the first day they told me that I had to put some solar panels on, uh, on some houses, I would probably break a lot of solar panels. So according to them, according to them, all of the federal job guarantee, the most prominent federal job guarantee proposals have no training, no filtering, no discretion of who should get a job or not get a job or a particular job. And they're not allowed to be fired because they're guaranteed jobs. So is installing solar panels on roofs appropriate for the federal job guarantee? I don't know. But to say that training is not part of the federal job guarantee is plainly untrue. And to suggest that ex-convicts will be running daycare centers is absurd. And to say that if they were working at daycare centers that they couldn't be fired is to be really generous and enormous misunderstanding. So to be clear, the federal job guarantee does not compete with all of private industry. It is specifically designed to create a floor, a floor, a floor of wages and benefits and treatment. Uh, the only thing that the private industry has to do to attract workers is to be better than the minimum. You don't enter the job guarantee to get consistent raises and promotions. Some might choose to stay in the job guarantee, but probably a lot more will want to go back to the private sector. And that is the point of the federal job guarantee. Again, I don't begrudge the people at this podcast. What's it called? Uh, the weeds by Vox. I don't begrudge them for their strong disagreements. And even if they're flat out smears, that's fine if that's what they are. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't have a problem with them. I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem. It is hard for me to understand, though, how side by side with these great segments and these great people that a podcast called The Best of the Left is validating and promoting this trash. The end. Um, so... Uh, there you go. I don't know what else to say. Any questions? <laughs> um, this So this podcast is the best of the left. I link to their Facebook page in the description. Um, they're, I'm pretty, it's the pinned post at the moment. Um, it's the most recent podcast. It's an excellent podcast except for these two segments, which is from the same, uh, the same podcast. The, uh, 
the weeds by Vox. Um, and they have an article about, actually, they have an article about their, uh, what's it called? The all-payer rate setting. That sets a price that a particular procedure must be set at, or, or I guess a maximum of what it can be set at, no matter who it is, whether it's a private insurer or, or a, a you know, public entity or whatever it is, that a procedure must not exceed this price. In Maryland, they currently have this. It's the only place in the country, I believe, only state that has this. It used to be in like 12 states. So they say that this is a solution for Medi an alternative for Medicare for all without trashing um, private, the private insurance industry, which is an unjust industry and needs to be trashed. But so uh, all payer rate setting says you can't have a procedure be higher than this. So like an MRI can't be higher than this. So that sounds great and simple. Um, but in Maryland, it's, it's surrounded, it's, it's, uh, centered around a hospital. So for a particular hospital, a procedure cannot exceed this price. So I guess hospitals compete with each other. But, I mean, think about it. Think this through. Medicare for all, single payer, they pay for the programs. They take care of the costs and they deal with the hospitals and they are a gigantic force, the government is a gigantic force that can negotiate prices. All they take care of is the prices, the, the payments, the payments. They don't, they're not the doctors, they're not the hospitals. They just take care of the payments and they are an, an enormous customer, the only customer. So clearly they have significant power to negotiate prices. But with a all-payer rate setting, now you have all of these interests, all of these companies, all of these insurance industries and hospitals now are going to be lobbyists for determining what those prices should be and what a mess that's going to be especially if it's not universal if it's like if it's each you know each hospital has its own set of prices you know they say that's simple they say that's simple and not sexy policy wise but what a mess i what a mess that that would be to have all of these all of these profit based uh people at the table making these decisions and trying to influence the prices so um, that's all I got. Uh, I wanted to share uh, the phone message because I put a lot into that um, and I didn't want to record while I was doing that, uh, while I was doing it for real. Um, so thanks for being with me. A little bit about the Federal Job Guarantee and UBI. Um, and otherwise, great podcast uh, by um, the best of the left. Um, I wonder... I mean, I'm surprised that something upset me so much in the very first episode I listened to. Um, I will certainly give them a try again because most of it was very good. Um, but I wonder, I wonder. So uh, thanks for being with me. Short and sweet. Good night. Hi, my name is Jeff Epstein, and I'm a student of monetary theory. I've written a few articles on it. And I'm a student of the Federal Job Guarantee and UBI. I wrote an article on that and did a radio interview on that. I'm from uh, uh, just east of Pennsylvania, uh, just east of Philly in New Jersey, uh, next to Cherry Hill. Um, I also have a podcast called People Conversations by Citizens Media TV. And two weeks ago, I interviewed my friend Peter Jacob. Peter and I were both Bernie delegates at the 2016 DNC, and Peter is running for the second time for Congress in New Jersey's 7th District. He's our, our revolution endorsed, just as Democrats endorsed, uh, brand new Congress endorsed. I asked Peter, what are his sources? One of the questions I asked Peter were, what are his sources of truth? And the, one of the things that he told me 
one of his sources, is your podcast, Best to the Left. So I listened to your podcast for the first time. And the first episode that I listened to was Federal Job Guarantee versus UBI. And almost all of it was great. Almost all of it. I heard Stephanie Kelton. I heard Padley Trinada. And those are two of the most prominent MMT voices. And I really look up to them. And almost all of the podcast was interesting and insightful. And I agreed with it. And then I heard the segments by the podcast, The Weeds by Vox. And these segments really made me upset. And not because I disagree with them, because, but because they are so easily refuted. They really think the federal job guarantee is bad. And I can't, the only things I can think about these people are that they're either good faith actors who genuinely misunderstand the federal job guarantee, or maybe they're bad faith actors who are paid to misunderstand the federal job guarantee. I don't know, and I don't care. My problem isn't with their points of view. My problem isn't even if they're totally smearing the federal job guarantee, that's fine. If that's their job or that's what they really want to do, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. My problem is hearing these views on a podcast called The Best of the Left side by side with Stephanie Kelton and Pavlina Trineva and all these wonderful segments that I heard as if they're equally valid information. So there's a lot of problems that I have with it, but I just want to focus on three things. So I'm going to give three quotes that I heard and I'm going to tell why they bother me. So quote number one from uh, The Weeds by Vox, quote, Federal job guarantee sounds very exciting and big and this huge program that does appeal to some polling. But there are other roads to uh, accomplishing similar things that might work a little better, but sound a lot less sexy policy wise. And then they take that and they compare it to, quote, for the healthcare industry, quote, all payer rate setting, which is price controls for the private insurance industry, which sounds very boring. And then they compare that to, single-payer universal health care, which, quote, sounds big and exciting and disruptive. So all these important economists, Stephanie Kelton, Pavlina Chernova, Fedel Kaboob, Randy Ray, Warren Mosler, Bill Mitchell, they all think that federal job guarantee is the best and most elegant solution to involuntary unemployment. But the people on this podcast, according to them, they don't want the federal job guarantee because it's the best and most elegant solution. They want it because of the shallow and selfish reasons that it's big and exciting and disruptive and sexy. And I think that's disgusting to write them off so simply. Quote number two, quote, I don't know if people want to send their children to a childcare center of last resort, knowing that this person has a guaranteed job at some level. Someone responds, quote, is a childcare center of last resort also a job care center for ex-cons? And then they laugh. Another response, quote, I've been touring childcare facilities lately, and I don't think I would go to that one. And then later, a related quote, quote, if I took an employer of last resort job in some green court, and on the first day they told me that I had to install some solar panels in some houses, I would break a lot of those solar panels. So according to them, the federal job guarantee provides no training, no filtering, no discretion of who should be allowed into what jobs. 
and if and now and no ability to fire people if they por- perform poorly, do something abusive, don't show up, because these are so-called guaranteed jobs. So, is installing solar panels on roofs appropriate for the federal job guarantee? I don't know, but to say that training is not part of the federal job guarantee is plainly untrue. And to suggest that ex-convicts will be running daycare centers is absurd. And to say that if they were running daycare centers, that they somehow couldn't be fired is to be really generous and enormous misunderstanding. The federal job guarantee does not compete with all of private industry. It is specifically designed to create a floor, a floor of wages and benefits and treatment. The only thing that private industry has to do to attract workers is to be better than the minimum. You don't enter the job guarantee to get consistent raises and promotions. Some might choose to stay there, but probably a lot more will want to go back to the private sector, and that is the point of the federal job guarantee. Again, I don't begrudge the people at the the Weeds podcast from Vox for their strong disagreements and it, or their flat-out smears, if that's what they happen to be. I, that's their job. That's their passion, whatever it is. That's their decision. I don't have a problem with that. But it is hard for me to understand how side-by-side side with these great segments and these great figures that a podcast called The Best of the Left is validating and promoting this trash. Thanks.